Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And today we're going to talk about how to become more profitable in your business by reducing the number of people you're trying to reach on a daily basis with your message. Does that sound counterintuitive or what? Uh, I chose to phrase it that way intentionally because that is exactly what people hear when we talk about choosing your exact ideal customer and narrowing your target audience, really homing in who is it exactly that I want to reach with my business. The idea being that most people, when they're just starting their business, when they're creating products and services, they're I I think a lot of people are tempted to say, okay, well, I'm going to create a very low-cost product or service that will be almost impossible to refuse, all right? that that I, I know a lot of people just start with that particular mindset. Well, let me, let me cr- create something that's going to be very low-cost that pretty much anybody, when they see what it is, it's, it's going to be a no-brainer for them. I feel like a lot of it has to do with self-confidence. Uh, they, they tend to stay away from the higher-priced products and services because uh, sometimes they don't feel like yet they have the confidence level to charge those higher prices that people don't know who they are, they're just getting started out, whatever the case may be. But a lot of people tend to gravitate for their first products and services, very low-cost products and services. But yet, if their desire is to create a business that will help them escape the day job, there is a significant amount of income that they feel they must generate from their brand-new business efforts so that they can live this life of their dreams to break free from this work that seems to be a distraction from their true calling in the world. And as a result of that, um, they, they have this high amount of income that needs to be replaced, if you will, for them to be able to break free. Yet they have the, this one or two or th- sometimes many more low-priced products and services. And the only way to get that low-priced product or service to generate that high amount of income necessary for you to make the move into doing the work you feel most called to do in this world with the majority of the time that you spend on this planet. Well, to do that, you actually have to reach tons and tons of people, not just hundreds, but thousands or even tens of thousands of people when you actually do the math, which, by the way, I'm actually shocked at how few people actually spend time doing the math. How much money do I want to generate or do I need to generate to be able to make this leap? Or, uh, and, and if that's the case, here's my product that I think that I'm going to create. And it's amazing to me to know, okay, this is how much I need on a monthly basis. 
this is how much my product, this one product that I'm working on uh, costs my customer if they decide to buy it. And then to think that, okay, now do the division there, this amount divided by this price product, how many sales do you need to generate to get to that price? And that's on a monthly basis. And then people start freaking out. By the way, usually when they come to a next level workshop here or when I work with them one-on-one through mentoring or whatever the case may be, it's already, they've been working on the product for months without validating it, which means that nobody's paid them for this thing yet, which is a problem that we're not going to discuss here today. But when I walk them through the 11-step formula, which I just shared a couple weeks ago, by the way, let me just look that up and tell you what episode that is, just in case you haven't heard my 11-step formula for building a profitable business. And that was episode number 545. And you can find that on my website, by the way, at mindsetanswerman.com slash formula mindsetanswerman.com slash formula will take you to episode number 545, my 11-step formula for building a profitable business. So I'm walking them, it's like, okay, you're you're already out here in step number seven land and been working there for a long time, but let's go back to the first steps. And when I get them into the step where we talk about identifying your exact ideal customer, which is step number three in the process, I say to them, okay, it looks to me like based upon what you're telling me, your target customer, your the, the definition of your exact ideal customer is anyone and everyone who is breathing. <laughs> that, that, I mean, in essence, I had one person who told me, that they wanted to create a podcast, for example, back in the day when I was doing podcasting A to Z, they said, I want to create a podcast that is all about reading the Bible. And of course, they had some ideas of what they were going to do after they gained this, the following. And, and it was, but, but who, I said, who's the target audience for this? And this individual said, well, okay, so my target audience are, I have a couple different targets. I, I want you to keep that phrase in mind, a couple different targets. So he said to me, well, first, I want to actually reach those who are reading the Bible on a daily basis and absolutely love it and get it and want to go even deeper in their appreciation of interpreting the scriptures. And, you know, and, and he was like, you know, basically somebody like me, you know, that, and, and that is exactly uh, what he was telling me. But then I have another target audience. I have, I also want to reach people who read the Bible relatively consistently, but they're confused by it. They don't quite understand. They, they, they don't have the original understanding of the Greek and, and, and stuff like that. And I want to help those people have a deeper appreciation. I want to help move them in towards this. And then I have another target audience. I have a target audience for people who don't currently read the Bible pretty much at all. I mean, they've tried to, they've attempted it, but they just found it so intimidating and they're just turned off by the fact that it just seems so overly complicated. And he said, but I have another target audience. I also want to reach people who 
um, have read the Bible and absolutely disagree with it. They 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 find it that there are flaws and that discrepancies and 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 they simply don't believe anything that that the you know whatever and and then he's like and he kept going he's like I, I think at the end of it by the way I used to work with uh podcasting A to Z students through a discussion forum and so I asked him who is your target audience for your podcast and I think by the end of it he gave me eight different targets for his audience and of course it took me a great deal of time effort and energy for me to convince this individual back in the day to choose one, to only choose one. And he's like, but I, but I have this vision of reaching the world. I have this vision of attracting everyone, this vision of attracting each and every one of these people. And I said, if you don't choose one, you'll probably reach none. Now, I want to come back to that in just a moment. And I want to jump over to last week, just for a second here. Last week, I told the story of my great friend, Chris Pavone, and how he is a perfect example of my do something or be someone worth talking about philosophy of marketing. And I am thrilled, by the way, to hear from so many of you who have reached out to me personally to let me know that you have taken my advice, you went and subscribed to The Chris Pavone Show, and you actually downloaded all of the episodes and started listening to episode number one. So if, and, and of course, I've personally responded to each and every one of you so far, I believe. If I haven't, that response will be coming shortly. But I am thrilled to hear how many of you actually had followed my advice that I gave. And by the way, I'm even more excited about the fact that when I talked to Chris Pavone this week, uh, he's been sharing with me that some of you have liked what you've heard so much that you've already reached out to him to schedule some time for one-on-one mentoring and coaching uh, with Chris. So if that's you, I think your life is about ready to take some awesome turns, and I'm so glad that you're taking him up on that offer as well. But anyway, if we go back for just a moment to that episode last week, I explained how Chris Pavone had set it as one of his goals that he wanted to build his side business, this coaching and mentoring that he has this heart and passion to do in the world. He wanted to build it, uh, well, first of all, he he has an overall desire to get to the place where he can build his coaching and his mentoring business to the place where he can leave his elementary school teaching job. Now, he loves his job as a teacher. He's been doing that, I think, for eight years. But he does, he's like kind of been dreaming. It's like, you know, I, I wonder what life would be like if I could do this instead. And so he's he's got that set in his sights. You know, and that's going to that's gonna be a, pro- a process for him. And he recognizes this, like, okay, I, this is how much money my business would need to generate. These are the products and services I'm going to offer. He's gone through the 11th step formula. He is a great example of somebody who, who learns things and takes the things in order and understands it's going to take time. It's going to take effort. I don't need easy. I just need worth it. And he's following the steps. He's doing, he's, he's an action taker. It's one of the reasons why I told you guys I love Chris Pavone. But one of the early stages 
He doesn't just set the big goals down the road. He's got lots of miles, mile marker goals, you know, this, this like milestones that he can reach. And one of his earlier milestones, his earlier goals in his journey, he said, Cliff, I want to get to the place in my, in my side business where my coaching and mentoring and all my products and services related to this thing that I'm building will get me into it will pay for my membership in the Next Level Mastermind. And I told you last week that he would be joining the Next Level Mastermind this week, and I am excited that, yes, in fact, Chris Pavone is now a member of the PM group of the Next Level Mastermind. His first meeting was this week. Absolutely loved having him there, and so did everyone else in the group. In fact, by the way, I didn't mention this, but um, Chris Pavone came to a session of the Next Level Workshop. I talked about that last week. And the session that he attended, there were 14 people here for that ver- that session of the workshop. And two of the other people in that session was Chris Nelson, or were Chris Nelson, and uh, Tammy Adams who happened to be two members of the PM group of the Next Level Mastermind. So right now, in the PM group of the Next Level Mastermind are three members from that particular session, which, oh my gosh, note to self, Cliff Ravenscraft, hello, you might want to reach out to all the other people who are a part of that session of the Next Level Mastermind and uh, reach out to them and let them know that, hey, did you know three of the people who you attended this workshop? Okay, I'm going to pause this recording for a second because it just is a, I don't know why I didn't do this. I, I still have like four empty seats in that PM group of the Next Level Mastermind. And this afternoon, I am going to, uh, I'm putting it on here, reach out to Next Level Workshop attendees from Chris Pavone, Chris Nelson, and... Tammy Adams. So I will go look up who were the other attendees in that group and say, hey, would you like to get together on a weekly basis with other people? Yes, I love it. All right, back to my story. So Chris joined the Next Level Mastermind PM group this week. And one of the things that we have is a base camp discussion forum. And every time somebody joins, I ask them to do an introduction. And I actually lead them through a template of questions that they need to answer. And one of the things when you're introducing yourself to the other members in the group, uh, right as you join, it's even before your first meeting, you, you put this little bio in there, if you will. And one of the first things I ask you to answer, uh, to give to the group is your value proposition statement. Now, Chris worked on his value proposition statement when he was here at the Next Level Workshop, and I'm pretty sure this is exactly what he came up with while he was in the, uh, in, in the actual workshop itself. I don't think it's been modified since then. Um, these typically get tweaked over time as you learn more about yourself, learn more about how you're adding value, to people's lives, learning more about the people that you tend to attract. So I imagine that that this is something that that Chris will continue to to uh, work on. But he, I, I love the fact that he actually had an answer for what his value proposition statement is. So when Chris introduced himself in the Basecamp discussion forum for our group, he said this: "My name is Chris Pavone. I am a podcaster and success coach. I help men." between the ages of 30 to 50 who feel frustrated, stuck, and are ready to change, gain clarity, and take action so that they can live the life of their dreams. So that's exactly what he said. Of course, Chris gave all the other responses to the bio and the introduction. It was a great introduction. And of course, everyone in the group welcomed him warmly. 
and and stuff like that. But I want to specifically read to you two responses that came from Chris's introduction. One of them was from Tammy Adams. Now, Tammy was somebody who was also in the Next Level Workshop, as I mentioned earlier. And she's going to reference Chris, another Chris, Chris Nelson, who I also told you was in that session of the Next Level Workshop. Anyway, Tammy Adams wrote this. She says, hey, Chris, great having you on board. Uh, I know Chris and I were excited to see you were going to join us. We really did have an awesome group at the Next Level Workshop. By the way, I've been listening to your podcast since then, and even though I don't fit your target demographic, I always enjoy them. So Tammy has been listening to the Chris Pavone show ever since the time they were in the Next Level Workshop together. Now, and she, and she, it's interesting because Chris put in his value proposition statement, I help men between the ages of 30 to 50, she actually thought to write, even though I don't fit within your target demographic, I always enjoy listening to your podcast. So kind of keep that in mind with everything that we've talked about before, including that whole story of the Bible podcast guy whose target audience was everyone in the world, right? Now, I want to read to you one more person's uh, response. I'm not going to mention this person because this person is mentioning a struggle that they have, and I didn't go to this individual and ask, hey, I w- can I actually have your permission to share your struggle with the entire world in my podcast? So because of that, I'm just going to leave this person's name off, but it says, welcome, and I agree with Tammy. I jumped on and listened to your podcast and felt right at home. I must admit that I'm still struggling a bit with the idea of narrowing my target audience. I trust those who tell me that I should, but it seems so limiting. By the way, I, I am putting inflection on here, but it she actually and it is a she uh, because it, and it makes sense that again, not your target demographic. Not only is it between the ages of thirty to fifty, but it Chris says I help men between the ages of thirty to fifty. So this is a female. There are many uh, ladies in the PM group of the Next Level Mastermind. So anyway, but ch- check this out. I have to struggle, I'm going to tell you how this is written. I trust those who tell me I should, but it seems so dot, dot, dot limiting, all right? So uh, she says she struggles with the idea of narrowing my target audience. I I trust the people who tell me I should do it, but it seems so limiting. It's, It's like, oh my gosh, how can I, how can I, how can I limit my target audience, Yet, when I'm listening to your podcast, I don't have that experience. So she's saying, I don't feel like I'm left out in the cold because she's she's like, oh, by the way, and she also says, I'm obviously still pondering. Thanks for the great example, which, by the way, Chris is always a great example. Uh, But anyway, so. Ah, what do I, 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 now I do have, uh, I I read this, I I get a notification of everything that's written in our Basecamp discussion forums for both the AM group and the PM group of the Next Level Mastermind, and I try to stay engaged and join in those conversations on a consistent basis, and I did write something, but I just want to say this, here are two women who are not men between their ages of 30 to 50 
who say, I listen to your show and I feel at home. I love it. I find such great value. I enjoy them. I don't feel like an outcast when I'm listening to your show. Now, I want to tell you the the value of knowing exactly who your target audience is. When you know who your target audience is, that is the person that you are speaking to when you are producing your podcast content. So for example, I have a very specific target audience in mind for this show. Now, it's important, I believe, to point out here at this point in this story that I think it is essential that you know who your target audience is. I think it's absolutely essential for you to know who your target audience is. More importantly than that, I think it is absolutely essential that your target audience be as narrow as possible. I mean, crystal clarity. I know exactly who my target audience is. However, I do not think it is essential that you tell other people who your target audience is. I don't believe it is essential that you communicate in your podcast content, in your work with me page, in your whatever the case it may be. I don't think you actually have to go so deep into how narrow your focus is for who your target audience is. I'm going to look at the front page of cliffravenscraft.com right now and read what it says on there. Uh, By the way, uh, this may change. I'm actually reading the book Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And I, based upon what I'm hearing in the audio book of this this book, which I'm over halfway through, I've been listening to it a a few days of the week out of that I'm going to the gym, but I've been listening to some other stuff as well. But I'll probably finish building a story brand within the next week or two, and then I will probably go through some of the framework and the formulas that Donald Miller proposes for how to be more effective in your marketing by making your client the hero and some other wonderful things I'm learning there. Little tip for you, a little pointer. If you haven't ever heard of this book called Building a Story Brand, it's a great book by Donald Miller, somebody that I came to know through Christian circles years ago with his book called Blue Like Jazz. And anyway, there's a backstory there that drew me to Donald Miller years ago. But today he's very much into the business and marketing side of things. And he's connected with some great friends in my community. So I'm like one degree separated from Donald Miller through people like Michael Hyatt, Dan Miller, Ray Edwards, um, and and Mike Kim and countless other people in my community. So um, I I have no doubt that Donald Miller and I are going to get to know each other uh, personally real soon as a result of just how much influence and and, uh, that I believe his, his message will also have on my pursuits moving forward when it comes to marketing. But yeah, go find that book. It's called Building a Story Brand. I think all of you will benefit from the message there. But that's not the purpose of this week's episode. So we're going to move on from that and just tell you that right now on the front page of my website, before going through a story brand makeover of my own, 
Um, I'm going to read to you what it says. It says, let's work together to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. All right? So it's. It, I think that even knowing what I know about StoryBrand, it, it is about you. It, that, that first statement, the biggest, boldest print on my page is all about you. And what am I going to do? I want to work with you. In a way, I want to be your guide. I'd like to be your guide. Let's work together. And what are we going to do? I'm going to help you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. Um, that Will that wording change? I don't know. However, right below it, I do have a version of my value proposition statement. And it says, I mentor coaches, consultants, and thought leaders through the transition from an unfulfilling day job to a profitable online business so that you can live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. You know what? Thinking about everything I've heard about StoryBrand so far, that's still pretty darn spot on. But I do know that StoryBrand is going to help me completely radically change my actual sales page messages Uh, Based upon what I know from the pastor method from Ray Edwards and what I'm hearing, I do know that my, my sales pages need some work. My sales videos need some work. And, uh, but yeah, this is still good. But here's, here's what I want to tell you. What's the focus of reading what's on my, so the value proposition actually has, it's got a, it does have a fairly narrow target audience. So number one, I'm a mentor, you know, I, I mentor, and who do I mentor? I, co- I mentor coaches, consultants, and thought leaders. Now, thought leaders is pretty broad, but co- coaches, consultants, and thought leaders. Um, it, the thing is, is that that opens up, it makes it a little bit broader for people, uh, but I will tell you, I'm very, I'm much more narrow. My exact ideal customer, my narrowly uh, focused audience, it is much more narrow than that. Specifically, I want to help coaches and consultants or thought leaders, people who want to be a coach or consultant or thought leader, who specifically want to take their message uh, or their experience, their passions, their their, uh, their oh gosh, gifts, talents, abilities, passions, experience, and expertise. They want to turn it into online digital uh, uh, courses. They want to turn it into online webinars, and they want to create uh, uh, one-on-one mentoring, group mentoring, people who want to uh, start up their own paid mastermind groups, people basically who want to do exactly what I'm doing in my business, who who want to have uh, an outlet for putting their message out into the world to help anyone, regardless of whether or not they could afford to hire them. That's what putting out content such as this podcast allows me to do, my email newsletter allows me to do, all of my YouTube content, my Facebook live streams, social media. There's so much that I'm consistently putting out to the world that even if you've never paid me a penny, there's a chance that I've done immense work in helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. I know that I've been able to do that for hundreds of thousands of people in this world who have never paid me, which is totally awesome. But uh, so, but it, so it's very specific to people who want to build the kind of business that I've built up to this point. You know, for example, uh, my target audience is, is not somebody who wants to build a business where they have a team 
of 50 employees who are doing all of the work to carry it out where basically they live this location independent lifestyle that allows them to travel the world 40 weeks out of the year where they're just checking in with the people who are actually doing all the work. You know, although I say I want to help mentor coaches, consultants, and thought leaders transition from an unfulfilling day job um, to, to build a profitable online business, it's not a profitable online business with a team of 50 employees. Although, here's what I can tell you. I have people in my community who are building businesses with a significant team of employees, uh, some of them with as few as two or th- two to five employees, and I have people who are in my community who have 50 plus employees, but they're not my exact ideal customer, but yet they are listening to my podcast, subscribe to my newsletter. They are hiring me for one-on-one mentoring. They are joining uh, the Next Level Mastermind. They're coming to the Next Level Workshop and they're coming to the Free the Dream Conference. But they're not my exact ideal customer. All right, also, here's the other thing. If If you read my value proposition statement on my website, it also says that I'm helping these people, these individuals that I've just talked about, I'm going to I want to mentor them through the transition from an unfulfilling day job. All right? Guess what? There are some people in my community that have subscribed to this podcast and enjoy it and love it every week telling other people about it. There are people who are subscribed to my newsletter. There are people who are watching my live streams. There are people who have hired me to mentor them. There are people who come to the next level workshop and there are people coming to free the dream that don't have an unfulfilling day job. There are some people, by the way, that have hired me for one-on-one mentoring and are going to come to the Free the Dream conference, and they don't. They, they, not only do they not have an unfulfilling day job, they have a day job that they enjoy. They're actually an employee, and they have no desire to build a business, any business. They, they just don't have that gene, if you will. That's just not what they're wired to do. It's not what they feel called to do. They feel called to be an employee in this awesome business that they love and and to contribute with their gifts and talents and passions in that way. But they still have a dream inside of of living out the fullness of of their the fullest expression of who they were created to be. And there's still areas of their life where they're drawn to work with me. A lot of them, by the way, is in the area of health and fitness. They're like, Cliff, I want to work with you. And not only that, but I also have read the the big leap and I don't feel called to leave my own business. But man, I gotta tell you, I there there's my job, I love it. I feel like I'm doing what I'm meant to do, but Man, there I, I just don't feel like I'm tapping into my zone of genius enough in my day job. And I've had people who have hired me through my mentoring package who do not, they're not anywhere near my exact target audience, my exact ideal customer, but yet I have had the opportunity to work with them through a profitable mentoring relationship. It was profitable to me financially. It was profitable to me in that, wow, it tapped solely dead center into my zone of genius in helping this person. And it was profitable to the person that hired me because today, that ind- I'm thinking of one individual right now in particular who has a day job, loves the day job, and was felt like you know it, it's fulfilling work, but when I read the zo- when I read this zone of genius stuff from the Big Leap, I, I feel like I'm only tapping into that through this ex outside exterior extracurricular work. 
And at first, he this person thought, I do want to find a way to leave the day job behind and and create a side business. And we worked together for six months. And by the end of, actually by halfway through, it became clear. It's like, wait a second. Is, have, have you thought about how you, because this person had a, let's just say they had a very significant income and, and they very successful in the day job and they didn't hate it. They didn't despise it, but they, it just wasn't tapping into this zone of genius. And this zone of genius was only happening in the extracurricular. And so one of the things that we worked on is how, what is your zone of genius and zone of, your zone of genius isn't. For me, my zone of genius isn't creating a podcast. My zone of genius isn't creating content. My zone of genius isn't public speaking. My zone of genius is having impact and influence in people's lives in such a way that I'm helping them, guiding them to become more of who they're created to be. My zone of genius is helping somebody change their belief system about who they are, and what they're able to achieve. My zone of genius is helping anyone discover a limiting belief that is holding them back, uncover where did they actually adopt that belief, how did they come to believe what it is that they're believing, learn how to evaluate that belief in light of other experiences and the reality and whether or not that belief is going to hinder them or help them get to where they want to be or more importantly, where they feel called to be in life and then help them discover how to eliminate that belief if it is in fact a limiting belief that is not true and to replace it with an empire. That's my zone of genius. So, uh, just like that, I, I'm able to help people undercover. It's like, okay, your zone of genius may not be, let's just say, for example, coaching high school football or coaching uh, youth football, but your zone of genius is this instead. You, you, but, but you're, you're living out and you're tapping into your zone of genius through this, let's just say, coaching youth football, but you could actually tap in. Is it possible to tap into that zone of genius within the the 40 to 60 hours a week in your day job that you love, that you really enjoy, and that, by the way, is so freaking profitable. And and right through the half, because I worked with this client for six months, and at the halfway point, he's like, huh. And and what I loved about it is by the end, we by the end of our six months of mentoring together. Uh, this person was living out their zone of genius on a very consistent basis in their highly, extremely, amazingly lucrative day job, no longer with any thought, desire, or dream of leaving that. And so they're living out their zone of genius, living a more fulfilled life in their day job, and also they still are doing that thing on the side, which by the way is so much more enjoyable because now there's no longer any pressure to figure out how to monetize that thing. Wow! So, did I help in in my mentoring of that particular client that I'm referring to? Did I, was that somebody that I actually mentored through the transition of an unfulfilling day job into a profitable business? No. So, is that person really my exact ideal customer? No, but was it 
somebody that I had the opportunity to work with? Yes. And why? Because of exactly the fact that I know who my exact ideal customer is. And every single week, I create content through this podcast and various other places around the web and and through other forms. But I'm always communicating to people but when i'm communicating this podcast episode by the way if you want to if you do you want to know how narrow my target audience is and you're going to be shocked at how many of you are not inside of my exact ideal customer i wonder if i should even tell you um because it, it, it uh, what what did this individual say because it might because if i tell you who my exact ideal customer is who i'm actually when i'm talking to you you might, I'm, I'm absolutely certain that I, I would say that 95% of you who are hearing my voice, everything that I'm saying touches you and feels like it's for you. It's like, man, I feel like Cliff speaking just to me. All right. I, I, I'm confident of that fact. But if I tell you right now, who is it that I'm speaking to? Right now, at this very moment in time, when I think about what topic am I going to talk about in the podcast episode, but not just what topic, but what am I going, what angle am I going to take about that topic? And, And even more about that, but what words will I use when I'm talking about that topic? What illustrations will I use when I'm, all of that is determined by the fact that I know in my mind exactly who my exact ideal customer is. So let me tell you who my exact ideal customer is. My exact ideal target audience, target customer, my exact ideal customer, it is Cliff Ravenscraft. (laughs) From the year 2007 through 2011. Well, actually, no. Let me take that back. 2007 to 2000 to 2000 through 2010, all right? So my exact ideal customer, not me specifically, but um, my exact, first of all, my exact ideal customer is a male who is married, who has several young children, uh, has a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home wife who takes care of those three children. He is the sole income earner for the family, He is someone who is 100% debt-free except for their mortgage, but only recently became debt-free. It is somebody who is in a day job that is fairly secure, but extremely unfulfilling. Fairly secure, meaning that it's not likely that if, if they were to stay there at their job for the next 30 years until retirement, there's very low risk that they would get fired or let go in their mind. All right. They're extremely profitable. In fact, so profitable in their day job that 
just a couple, like four or five years ago, they were still $30,000 in debt. And because of the Dave Ramsey plan within just a, you know, about three years, they were not only able to see their income increase and expand in the financial margin of their household, but also uh, they were able to wipe out and eliminate all of that unsecured debt. And now all they have left is the mortgage and the mortgage was paid off. uh, it, It was paid off about eight or nine months prior to this, all right? If we talk about who is Cliff Ravenscraft in 2007, right? Uh, so, um, so, but this person, this this man with the stay-at-home mom and three young kids and, and all of that, this person is somebody who has created an online platform because of a passion that they had, some message that they just felt led to put out into the world. You know, they have the day job. The day job is taking care of them financially. They started a hobby. They they decided, you know what? Yeah, I need something that's just makes me get excited about waking up in the morning. It's it's just I want I want to do something that's fun and fulfilling and and I have this passion and so I I create I want to create something. It might be a blog, it might be a YouTube channel, it might be I don't know, but it could even be a podcast, all right? And so through creating that podcast, all of a sudden it's like, wow, this is extremely fulfilling. And as a result of the content they're creating, they're getting feedback on a consistent basis. Like, wow, thank you so much for creating this content. I can't begin to tell you how much of a positive impact and influence this is having on my life. You make my life better. And all of a sudden they have this heart for ministry. In fact, this male that's married and has the wife who stays at home with his three young children, he's also Christian, all right? narrowing it down just a little bit more, right? So he, and, and, you know, this person has had a heart for ministry, but hasn't had a heart for the, 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 the financial income that, that ministry entails. But given the opportunity, chances are they might even be tempted to leave the financial lucrativeness of their job, their day job, to pursue full-time pastoring if that ever came along, because that seems to be uh, it it just seems to be something that they feel called to do, but then through their content creation and through this online platform they that they've created, they've realized, wow, they actually are living out a pretty effective ministry. And through doing this, people are starting to ask them questions on a consistent basis. There seems to be a theme about those questions. It seems like it just seems like a majority of the people who are coming to me are coming to me for this particular type of advice doesn't matter what that type of advice is. could be health and fitness. It could be I need help with designing my web pages for my – creating a website for my podcast. It could be uh, designing logos for whatever. It, it could be It could be anything. For me, it was teach – you know, can you teach me how to create a podcast or how can I hook up my equipment for a podcast? So there's st- – and – but through all of that, they're also recognizing how they're having – real impact and people are like, hey, I love working with you. Hey, let me ask you this question. And it gets a little bit more personal and more relational and 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 the relationships go deeper. And not only are you having a powerful, profound impact through this work that you're helping them do and accomplish in this world, but on a deeper, more spiritual level, you find that you're actually having a, a profound impact and influence in their lives. So much so that this individual, this male Christian married dude with the stay-at-home mom and three young kids is starting to think, wow, 
I wonder what life would be like if I could actually spend a majority of my time doing this. So much so that they're actually doing more and more and more of the side stuff, and it's and it's started out as a hobby, but man, it it's starting to it's just without even wanting to, without it needing to, it wasn't intended. It's starting to generate some income. And as a result of it starting to generate some income, it's kind of nice to have a little income on the side because, well, I'm finding myself, or this person, sorry, this person is starting to find themselves not working 50 to 60 hours a week. Instead, they've cut back to a hard limit to 50 hours a week, and they're spending about 10 to 15 hours a week on this hobby. And then before you know it, they get around to you know mid-2007, version of Cliff Ravenscraft, and now they've cut the day job back to the absolute minimum requirement of 40 hours, and they're working 20 to 25, maybe even sometimes 30 hours a week on the side, and okay, maybe sometimes 40. So they're working a whole nother full-time job on the side, and it's generating some interesting levels of income, but certainly not enough to replace the day job income, but boy, have they completely fallen madly in love with this zone of genius, which, you know, they they don't know what it's called, but man, this is the most fulfilling thing that they do. And when they go to the day job, what used to seem pretty rewarding work, and it's certainly rewarding financially, and still is rewarding financially, it's now a daily drab. It's a daily grind. It's it's something that they they drag themselves into work, but the reality is, is this person, this this Christian man with a stay-at-home mom and three young kids, bringing home a very large paycheck, physically is at the day job forty hours of the week. But quite frankly, if this guy is is really honest with himself, he's probably mentally only there about 15, 20 hours a week, and internally feels like he's stealing from the company. Not that he would ever steal money out of a cash register or anything like that, but the reality is he's getting paid to be there and do the production, to, to be a productive member of this, this working community, uh, and he's paid for 40 hours of work and in reality, they're probably getting about 10 to 15 hours of work. Now, when he works, he works hard, but it's only because of the pressure of doing so and to help alleviate some guilt that he has from not being there you know, mentally uh, the rest of the time that he's there. He's always thinking about that thing on the side. Do you guys see how very specific? By the way, there are some of you, there are some of you who's like, oh my gosh, that is me. You're right. And and for if if you are that person, you're the person I think of every single time I hit the record button to this podcast. You're the person I think of every time I go to write an email. You're the person I think of every time I go live on uh, Facebook or I, I create a uh, an Instagram story because I feel most called in this world to help people who are stuck in that unfulfilling day job. And to help you who've already uncovered a a very validated business model that it clearly ties into the work, your areas of expertise, experience, your gifts, talents, and passions, and it's very clear. Not only that, that your even your wife knows that this is the work you should be doing, but you you guys just have so much fear and anxiety about this idea of leaving that because the risk and the unknown and you lived a lifetime as an un, as an employee and there's so much that goes into building a business that you don't know all of this by the way is the description of me in 2007 
But I told you my target audience is also, it, my, my tar- target, now that's very narrow, right? But that's where my target audience starts. It continues all the way through, okay, now uh, you've, you've left the day job behind. You put your notice in. By the way, I love working specifically with those of you who have already put the notice in, but you haven't left the day job yet, and you're having nights, night terrors. <laughs> and by the way, I know some of you are like, oh my God, how does he know? How does, yeah, I know, I've been there. You know, the nights where you can't sleep, your heart is racing, you think you're having a heart attack, you're afraid to go to sleep because you might not wake up. That's how how fast your heart is beating out of your chest. You can't sleep, what have I done? Consistently flashes through your mind out of nowhere. You're out to lunch with family. You're watching a TV show with your wife and just out of nowhere, you seemingly are feeling awesome and in the best mood in the world and something triggers a thought and instantly you go into paralyzed fear and doubt and say, what have I done? Yeah, I, I, yes, I know. I've been there. I was there. I remember it to this day and I can speak your language because it was me. That was me in 2007. Specifically, that was me from September 2007 through December 2007. And then my target audience extends that, you know, the person who's been on this journey, starting out where I just talked about, but it's the person who's now in their first year of business, working around the clock, having no idea what it is that they don't know. They're They're generating income left and right. They're doing tons of activity in their business profitability is they're cut they're just barely making ends meet the business is paying for all of its own expenses you know and but just at the end of the day and at the end of the year personal income ain't nothing (laughs) it's like it's a drop in the bucket now the thing is is you've been happy as far and as and fulfilled but you've also been very sad and anxious and worried a great deal a lot as as well um you know, but but overall, you 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 have this overwhelming sense that you're on the right path. You just seem to suck at it, and that was me in 2008. And and I just, gosh, if I only knew then what I knew now, what I know now, boy, what I wouldn't give to hire me today. I I wish 2008 Cliff Ravenscraft could have a weekly mastermind relationship with 2018 Cliff Ravenscraft. Boy, wouldn't that be awesome. Um, Life would be so different uh, if I knew all the things I know now. But that's the thing. I who I am today. I want to go. I can't go back. I cannot go back to the real Cliff Ravenscraft in 2008 and have that weekly mastermind relationship with. But guess what? The next level mastermind group is filled with is specifically the 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 PM group is is really heavily loaded on people who are in their 2008 journey. I love that. So while I can't go back and change my past, my first year in business, I am on a weekly basis radically transforming the lives of other people who are in their first year of business. Chris Pavone is a perfect example of that. I mean, what I've been able to, by the way, what I've been able to pour into Chris, 
not what I've been able to do for Chris, because I've not done anything for Chris other than share with him insights and, and give some encouragement and give him some formulas and framework. I want to be very clear, Chris Pavone has done all of the work. Chris Pavone is the one who is consistently changing his life. But it's as a result of giving some clarity and it's like, hey, yeah, I today I do know some next right steps. And just just each week able to say, hey, have you done this? Okay, go and do this thing, this thing, and this thing. And then to go watch him do it and see him get the results within six weeks that it took me nine months to get to, I love it. That's who I, that's what I do. That's, that's what I, but it's then it's 2009. I have some people that I have, I, 2009 to 2000 through 2010. That is the, those are the breakthrough years. It's like, okay, here's where I got connected to the right people at the right time. This is where I started to scale up some things. This is where I stopped. This is where I transitioned from focusing all of my income from one-on-one coaching to where I started doing group webinars and, and online courses and, and stuff like that. And the great thing, the AM group of the Next Level Mastermind, these are the people who have pri- primarily been in business, self-employed in their own business pursuits now for at least a, you know, two to three years. They're already generating some significant income through a lot of their area of expertise, their one-on-one coaching and consulting and some big high-end speaking gigs and stuff like that. But now they're looking to turn on the the group coaching and the group training, the online courses, the online webinars and and stuff like that. And and so those are the people who are the who are where I was in 2009 and 2010. Now again, my target are is still that specific when I'm creating content, I still communicate, I still use the words and I still tell things from the perspective of a Christian man with a stay-at-home mom that has three young kids who are now high school students. My daughter, Megan, just graduated from high school. Uh, and and I have another one graduating from high school next year. And, and I got another one that will be not too far along uh, behind entering high school. So they're not as young today. But still, I, when I think about my target audience, I still think of me. I still think of me. When I communicate, I cu- communicate from a Christian male husband and father perspective of who, by the way, I, I communicate my target audience is somebody who up to this point still does not have a massive team of employees. Um, I, I just had somebody, by the way, tell me one of the things that they, they admire about my business. By the way, this is somebody who has a, a very significant team of employees. He says, you know what I love about your business, Cliff, is I love the fact that you have pretty much built your business where a majority of your income is satisfied by one product or service that allows you to pour a a majority of your time, effort, and energy into mentoring and building up 20 or so individuals. And you don't have an entire team of employees and and you don't have products or services that have to satisfy tens of thousands of people. And I'm like, yeah, and and I 
And I, that is the dream and the desire that that I had from the beginning. And if I if I look at my mentors, I mean, I think of you know I, I've got mentors like Michael Hyatt who has this big massive team, and I've got uh, other people that I look up to that have big massive teams, and and they have their for them to generate the amount of income that not only takes care of themselves and their family and their family's vision and dream and mission and purpose in the world financially, but they're also responsible for having a business that's profitable enough to also uh, provide financially for the families and the dreams and the purposes of all of their employees. That's, that's, that's a financial pressure up to this point I have not wanted. So when I look at my business model, I've modeled it after Dan Miller, who to this day does not have I don't even think his daughter right now is an employee. I think she, even she's a contracted worker. So, uh, but but I, I look at Dan, who, yeah, that that he's built the life. That's that's the model that I'm going after. And and yeah, I love that. I love this business. But here's what I want to say. Going to all of this, so I've now told you exactly who my exact ideal customer is. But yet, I'm still reaching so many people. In fact. Um, I'm going to I'm going to pull up my my spreadsheet here. I want to see real quickly how many men versus women are in the next level mastermind. So if I go into the into the thing here, we've got Rick, Paul, Ron, Tom, Neil, and Casey. So there are six members of the morning group of the next level mastermind that are male. Then we have women. We have Freya and Andrea. Uh, we have Daphne and Shemaine, all right? So there are four women in the uh, Next Level Mastermind. Now, guess what? Some of these people, uh, some of these men do not fit my target demographic. I know for a fact one is not Christian. Uh, I know for a fact that some are not married. I know for a fact that some of them did not come from unfulfilling day jobs. So they're, yet they are members of my community and are responsible today for a majority of where my income comes from. And obviously, I have many women who are in the mastermind group for the next level mastermind in the morning. Now, let's look at the evening group. Uh, Let's look at men. In the evening group, we have Chris Nelson, Dan Faulkner, Jake Lang, Chris Pavone. So there are four men in the PM group, but there is one, two, three, four, five women in the PM group of the Next Level Mastermind. So the women outnumber the men. And by by the way, some of these men fit exactly within my target demographic, all right, or my target audience, my exact ideal customer. But again, more than half of the PM group are women. So it, they, they're clearly not within that exact ideal customer. So how is it that, that so many people are drawn to my highest paid products and services. And by the way, that this is true of all of my next level workshops. It's usually it's it's right on neck and neck, half women, half men. It's it's and and very there's every single session of the next level workshop will have some people there who are exactly my ideal customer. But in every session there are people who are not my exact ideal customer. How is it 
that I can be so successful in my business and attract so many various types of paying customers who are absolutely satisfied with my message on a weekly basis and are satisfied with the, the results that and the value that they're getting from the products and services that I offer when they are not my exact ideal customer and when every week I'm actually using language towards that exact ideal customer. Well, here's how it works. And remember, by the way, uh, I told you this all started from a discussion thread when Chris introduced himself and uh, this one of the ladies in the group says, listen, uh, welcome and I agree with Tammy. I jumped on and I listened to your podcast and fell right at home. I have to admit that I'm still struggling a bit with the idea of narrowing my target audience. Now, I want you to put yourself, I want, I want you to think about this. I do not struggle with the fact that when my target audience, who I'm speaking to, when I'm communicating all of this right now, I am not communicating, I, I, I will just say, I am communicating mostly for the benefit of that, of the Christian man, husband, father, young children, sole breadwinner, unfulfilled day job, created this thing, there's people paying me money, it's growing, I want to do this full time, this is what I feel called to do, how do I figure it out, I may have already left my day job, I, I'm, I feel like I'm a, a fish out of water, I have no idea what I'm doing, I need help, uh, I know that I'm on the right path, I, I just, I'm overwhelmed by all the things I don't know, that, that's who I'm communicating to, but yet, all these other people are there. So she said, I'm still struggling with the idea of narrowing my target audience. I trust those who tell me that I should, but it seems so limiting. Seems so limiting. All right. But yet she says, I'm listening to your podcast and I don't have that experience. I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm outside of who you're talking to. Right? And, and so that's why it's, I think this may have been the first time I've ever went and told you guys, and this is what, episode number 549, this is the first time I've ever told you how specifically I think about who I'm reaching. I'm literally trying to reach people who are exactly who I was, where I was from 2007 to 2010, through 2010. That's who I'm communicating to every time I create content, but yet... Most of you never knew that, and even if you don't fit that exact description, you're still drawn in. You're still getting value. You don't feel like this isn't meant for you. It's it's still, there are aspects of it that are all still seemingly intriguing you, pulling you in, saying, I, tr- I, co- I have come now to know, like, and trust Cliff Ravenscraft. There's something about him. I may not be on the exact journey, but man, I feel like there are so many things we have in common, and and I want to work with him. I want to be a part of his next next level workshop. I want to come see his studio. I want to learn from Cliff about how to take my business to the next level. I want to join his next level mastermind. I want to come to that Free the Dream conference. I want to spend a day with him in a one-on-one mentoring session. I want to hire him for his mentoring package. I want to buy his online courses. I want to buy his products. Even though you're not my exact ideal demographic that, I, that, I'm, that I'm shooting for, that I'm aiming for. So how does all this come together? Here's what I wrote in, the, in, in my response to this thread inside of, the, inside of Chris's introduction. And 
Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm just looking forward here. Um, to do, thanks for the great example. So I decided to chime in. Chime in. Here's what I wrote. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read this to you, uh, which, by the way, I should have proofread it when I posted it. But uh, as people know in the discussion forums, I very rarely proofread anything. So we'll see how this goes. Here's what I wrote. I think of narrowing my target audience in this way. I recall as a child going to summer camp and being taught archery, you know, with a bow and arrow. Uh, the targets were attached to bales of hay. And the target, I remember, was this big, huge, gigantic white square, but it had many different colored circles. Now, the goal, and, and of course, as you know, lots and lots of circles, but each circle was smaller than the others. You know, one, one, the, big cir- the biggest outside circle had a circle inside of it that was smaller. And of course, there's space in between. That, was, that could be a quote-unquote target, if you will. And then there's a, a, a smaller circle, which creates another a barrier that you could hit your arrow in between those two. And it's, you know, it's a little bit more narrow. But then you go down and, and the, cer- the circles start to narrow and narrow and narrow until it gets to the smallest, most narrow circle, circle, and it was called the bullseye, all right? Now, the thing is, the goal for me in archery was to aim the arrow so that it would hit the bullseye, the, the smallest, most narrow circle in the middle of the target. Now, if I was to hit that, and we we got you know we would do competitions, and we would try to 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 beat each other to to gain the most points, and and if you hit the bullseye in the middle, it might have given you let's just say fifty points. Now, if you hit and you didn't hit that bullseye, if you hit the circle just surrounding that, that you know the next circle, um, then. It, you would have gotten, let's just say, 45 points. And then the next one, you would get 40 points, 35 points, 30 points, 25 points, blah, 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 all the way down to where if, if you hit outside of the big circle, anywhere on the white outside of the big circle, or if you hit the bale of hay, or you didn't even hit the bale of hay, uh, then you get zero points, right? So the idea is that you want to aim for the bullseye. You want to aim for the most narrow, most the, the smallest target on there. You want to aim for the bullseye. That, and I remember, I'm, you, I, I, it's like, I, I, I remember holding the bow in my hand and I've got my, my fingers uh, with, I, I think I used three fingers, if I remember correctly, on, on, the, on the, what do you call that? The, the, the bow, the, the string, the string. And I remember the, the arrow. The, it, I think I, we had metal arrows and I could just remember the metal error, I think it was between my middle finger and my, and my uh, index finger. And I remember pulling that string back and then looking down the shaft of the arrow, looking down past my hand, looking straight at that bale of hay. But I wasn't looking at the bale of hay. I wasn't looking at any of the, there were lots of circles on that target. And I'm, I'm holding the string back. I mean, I feel the tension the tension of the bow. I'm, I'm literally in my studio. I'm closing my eyes. I'm reliving my childhood right at this very minute. I am holding the bow in my left hand. I'm pulling back and I, I'm looking down the shaft of that arrow. I do not see anything except for the red circle in the middle. That's the only thing I see. I see the tip of my arrow and the tip of my arrow is touching the red bullseye from my perspective, and I let go. 
and I watched the arrow fly, gliding through the air, breaking the wind, which you can't see, but I just imagine the wind parting as the arrow slices through it, heading straight towards that bullseye and hitting the yellow circle. Not the, not the red circle. <laughs> it didn't hit the red circle. It didn't hit the orange circle. It hit the yellow circle. 35 points. But guess what? That's 35 points. Yes. Yes, that was awesome. I, 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 I got 35 points. But if I wasn't shooting for the target, if I wasn't shooting for the bullseye, if I was just, eh, let's just pull the, let me just close my eyes, not look at it, and just, just pull the string back and let happen what happens, you can imagine, it's just like, let me just shoot for anything. Whatever, whatever I get is fine. That's not how archery works, all right? So choosing a more narrow target audience for your business simply means that you know what the most profitable customer it is that you work with. And when I talk about the most profitable, which I don't know why we have to qualify profitable. Is it, it, why is it so wrong to say profitable financially? There's nothing wrong with being, for focusing on your most financially profitable clients. By the way, what is your business trying to do? Generate profit so that you can do what? So that you can live out your mission and purpose and calling in your, and do what you feel most called to do in this world for yourself, for your family, and for your community, Right? So you need those finances to be able to fulfill that purpose. So why would you not try to do things in your business that allow you to be the most profitable to get the greatest return for the work that you do? It makes sense for you to shoot for the bullseye. I mean, go for the bullseye. Know what the bullseye is. The exact ideal customer is the one that's going to generate the highest amount of profitability for you But also, it's going to be the highest profitability for your customer as well, knowing that this is exactly who I help. Man, the reason why this this customer would pay me this much money is because that customer knows how to take what they've invested and get the biggest financial return for themselves. You see, people who, you know, I, I just had somebody who got one of my automated marketing messages. If you sign up for my podcast newsletter, uh, I think it's at podcastanswerman.com slash newsletter. Anyway, at least it is today as of May 31st, 2018. That may change in the future, uh, whether or not that's still offered. But I still have a podcasting newsletter that is my best tips, tools, techniques, and strategies for podcasters. Uh, that I've. It's the best stuff I've ever taught uh, over the past 10 to 12 years. I give it away for free every single week in a weekly newsletter. So you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash newsletter if you want to get that. But about 22 weeks into that, there on in the middle of a week uh, on a Tuesday, you will get a promotion for a spend the day with Cliff package, which is seven thousand five hundred dollars. And every now and then, I get somebody who says, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you charge that much. That's more money than I've ever dreamed of charging my clients," you know, and stuff like that. But you know what? I've worked with many people at my $7,500 product. And those people are my exact ideal customer. And you know what? Those are my most profitable customers for me personally. But those are the same ones that after their first hour of working with me, 
that they had they had a breakthrough within the first 60 minutes of that 8-hour day sitting right here across from my desk. In the first 60 minutes, they had a breakthrough. One thought, one mindset shift, one changed belief that opened up a floodgate of possibility and they said, oh my gosh, this one thing is going to generate at least another $150,000 this year for me. Did you hear what I just said? One thought that occurred to them as a result of a 60-minute conversation, just the first 60 minutes of the total of eight 60-minute session or eight 60-minute time blocks that we have that day together. In the first 60 minutes, they've taken their $7,500 investment plus their travel and their hotel and, and, and time opportunity cost of not being in their own business that, at, during that entire time of traveling and the day spent here. But that whole investment, let's just say total investment of $10,000, $15,000 total, if you think about everything, about their, the value of their time, they were able to take that $15,000 investment and instantly say, with confidence, I'll generate at least another $150,000 a year as a result of this one thing I'm just now writing into my notebook. Wow. I'm going to implement, the, implement that as soon as we get home. But that's not the only breakthrough they have throughout the entire day. And that's, that this year is not the only year that $150,000 will be generated. This, these are my most profitable customers, profitable to me because they're the ones that pay the highest amount for the shortest amount of time of my time that it takes to provide that value. But it's profitable. It's the most profitable for them because these are the people who are in a place in their life where they can take the advice and instantly put it into action and see results financially as well. That's why, that's why I aim for those clients. Now, here's the deal. In that newsletter, those <laughs> I, I'm reaching out. Do you know who signs up for that newsletter? Who goes for that newsletter? Well, thousands of people, right? Thousands of people. But every single week on on the, on the or every every single week on a Tuesday, the, my email autoresponder queues up. Basically, it, it's it, if you can imagine my convert kit uh, autoresponder. There's a little guy that every single week it says, okay, here's, here's the next batch of people who, who are on the journey through my, I think it's a, like a, a 32, I think it's a 32 week newsletter. So I think there's like, or it's at least 28. I can't remember anyway, but let's just say it's a 32 week newsletter and these people are constantly going, traveling down. And then I'm, I'm like, okay, let's see out of all the hundreds of people who are on this part here they are week between week 21 and 22. It's Tuesday. There's a little Cliff Ravenscraft that has got an e- autoresponder and it's an email that says, would you like to spend a, a full one-on-one day mentoring with me here in my studio? And that email talks about what a day with Cliff looks like, that it's $7,500 and, and it's an arrow that's pointed up and I'm, and I'm shooting and I'm pointing right towards my target audience and it's communicated to my target audience and I pull it back and I shoot. And you know what? It goes out hundreds of times every week, that, that email, marketing a day with Cliff. It goes out hundreds of times every week. And you know what? Sometimes I don't hit anything with that. Sometimes I don't even hit the hail bay, the, the bay of hail. 
Um, sometimes I, sometimes I hit somebody who was on the outer rung, you know, I hit the white around the outside circle and they write back. It's like, who do you think you are charging that seriously? <laughs> and, and sometimes I get, man, that, that blows my mind. Good on you. I'm glad that you're able to charge those rates. You know, those kind of things that, that I get that. But every now and then I get somebody every now and then I get somebody and boom, it hits right in the bullseye. It's like, yep. I am your target customer, Cliff. Wow, I had no idea you even offered this. Sign me up. I will be there next week. It does happen because I've chosen my ideal customer well. And, and so I know exactly who that is who it, and how it's communicated. And every now and then, by the way, there have been, believe it or not, there have been, there has been one person who wasn't the bullseye who spent the day with Cliff. And this person came here and, and they were not the $50, you know, bullseye or the 50 point bullseye, but they were the 40 point, the, the, not the dark red orange, but the light red orange, you know, just two rungs out from the bullseye. But they still said, yeah, this resonates with me enough that I want to come spend a day with you. And guess what? they saw a return on their investment as well. They also, before the end of the day, I think it was even before lunch, wasn't necessarily the first hour, but the fir- before lunch, by the time we had lunch together that day, that person said, yes, I've already received way more value out of my time with you than what I paid for this. And I have no doubt that I'm gonna get more this afternoon. So that is this idea of the target audience. So when you have clarity about who your target customer is, you're ready to go out into the field and start shooting arrows, or you might call it marketing or selling. See, the thing is, though, is don't go out into the field without determining first that you're going to shoot for the 50-point circle in the middle. You got to know what your bullseye is. That's what this target audience is. That's what your exact idea customer is, all right? And as you're marketing, your goal is to aim for that bullseye, but understand this, through your marketing efforts, much of the things that you will do will actually land on the circles just outside of your ideal customer. And get this, your business will still grow and profit as a result of actually attracting the attention of other people who may not be exactly who you had in mind, but still are close enough to the message that you are sharing, the marketing message that you are sharing, that they say, yeah, this resonates with me. I want to work with you. So in this thread, neither Tammy or this other person in the group were exactly the bullseye for Chris Pavone. As he stated, he's 30 to 50-year-old men who feel stuck, right? However, he's going to continue to shoot for that bullseye. He's going to continue to market that way until he decides maybe to narrow it even further or even to change the actual narrow focus. That's up to him at any point. That's, that's how we all work. But you always have to have a bullseye that you're shooting for. The problem is, is so many people out there are, are actually shooting at any of the circles on the haystack. The problem with shooting for any of the hurl, uh, circles on the haystack and not ever shooting for the bullseye is you'll only ever hit the outside circles because that's what you're aiming for. 
and the and and there's nothing wrong with shooting for the outside circles except for the fact that you'll never get to where you want to be financially unless you are i mean okay yeah here's what i can tell you you put me in a competition with two other people Give give the one person one arrow and a fifty point uh, a fifty point bullseye. Have that person be a marksman, and he's able to hit it every single time. Boom! He shoots his one arrow. He gets fifty points. Boom! He goes home and celebrates. He's got his fifty points. That's that was his financial goal of the day, if you will, was his fifty points. He's happy. He's got the rest of his day, the rest of his week. He's good to go, right? You give the person next to him, you give this person five arrows. And as long as they hit, and their goal is to hit, hit, to get to 50 points as well, but they have no bullseye that they're shooting for. But they know for a fact that if I just just aim for that hay bale with five arrows, I'm probably going to get enough points to where I can, I can pick up, you know, those five point things at the out on the outside, right? So I'm just going to shoot and shoot and shoot. And sure enough, five arrows, they get one and they get one in the 10 point range. They get, uh, they get three in the five point range. So what is that? That's 10, 20. So I shouldn't do math live on a podcast. The thing is, is they didn't quite hit their, their 50, but they did get some money. It's been a good day. They're out of arrows. They're tired. They're exhausted. Uh, they take their their winnings. By the way, the rest of the arrows, you know, they don't have any. They're they're done. So they go. Now you might say, okay, well, I, I may not be that expert marksman. I don't have an exact ideal customer that's, that's high price and high profitability and blah blah blah. But what I have on my back, I have a hundred arrows. And by golly, I will stand here all day, every day, and I'll just keep shooting, shooting, shooting. And I don't have that exact ideal customer, I, but I know I can eventually hit that. And you just, you, you just, you're hitting the out, you're, you're not even hitting the white outside of the circle. You're hitting the hay bale a couple times, a couple of them you drive into the ground. But every now and then you're hitting those fives, you're hitting a 10 here and there. You might even get lucky every now and then. Every now and then you might, out of the 100 arrows on your back, you might even hit a score of 25. You know, but when it's all said and done, sure, you might actually get more. You may even get more overall financially return. You might get even more than the 50, per, 50 points than the person who, who started out with only one arrow. But how much time, effort, and energy, and standing out in that hot, humid sun all day, parched, thirsty for water, I'm hungry, my arms, my fingers are blistered as a re- I'm getting burned out. <sighs> but I'm walking away. I had, I had 100 errors, and wow, I got 60 points. If you had a bullseye, you could have hit it with one. But if you had a bullseye and you had five arrows, you probably could have hit it within the five. See, the thing is, is if you don't have a target audience, you don't know what that most profitable customer is. You don't know what that most profitable return on investment is going to be of your time. Then, then you're never going to hit it. So that's what I want to encourage you to do. But here's what I want to tell you. You guys have heard my target audience. My target audience is the, by the way, the target audience that I told you for this podcast is the same exact target audience for the Next Level Mastermind. And there are, let me just go through here. I got one, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine women total in the Next Level Mastermind. Nine women total in the Next Level Mastermind. You know, they're, they're, the, they're the light orange circle that is two circles removed from the bullseye. All the bullseye says is this is where I'm aiming my arrow. Knowing that for a various number of reasons, I may not always hit the arrow, the bullseye, but if I'm shooting for the bullseye, I am going to get the, the highest points closest to it. Does that make sense? I hope so. And if anybody else out there is struggling with the idea of narrowing your target audience, it is my hope, it is my prayer that this episode, number 549 of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, will cause you to go away today and spend some time getting very clear, very narrow about exactly who your ideal customer is and start shooting your arrows. I mean, creating your marketing message specifically tailored to that person, knowing that it's still going to attract several high-quality people into your life and into your business as well. And with that, my friends, I want to share with you two things. Number one, well, I've talked a little bit about my Next Level Mastermind. I currently have two spots available in the morning session of the Next Level Mastermind, and I currently have three spots available in the PM session of the Next Level Mastermind. And if you have any questions whatsoever about the Next Level Mastermind, head over to nextlevelmastermind.info, nextlevelmastermind.info. All of the information's there. You can submit an application and I would love to start being your mentor in helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. Whether you're my exact ideal customer or if you're just a couple rungs out from the bullseye, that I would love to do life with you. Pour into your life on a consistent weekly basis. I've made a point in my life right now uh, for all of 2018 and probably for the next several years, this is going to be where I focus a majority of my time, effort, and energy is pouring into and mentoring and caring for 24 individuals. And then the final call to action is the Free the Dream Conference. Uh, Free the Dream is coming up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, September 7th, 8th, and 9th in Franklin, Tennessee. This is a conference that is going to share just the most amazing life transformational content that will help you have major breakthroughs about what has been holding you back, what is keeping you back from living the life for which you are created. And that that goes for everyone, whether that whether you have a dream inside that you feel is repressed and you just feel like there's just no way I could ever make this happen, or for those of you who have... Uh, been awakened to the dream, you're pursuing the dream, and and you're achieving great financial success. But guess what? There are still things today that that you know that you should be doing, that you should be taking steps towards, but you're just afraid, or you find yourself stuck. You find yourself unmotivated when you have the you you've built your pl- your business to a place where you've got financial margin. You've got you you've got so much flexibility, but. And, and you know the steps 
to do to get you to this next goal, uh, but you find yourself living inside of the comfort zone, and 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 you you find yourself not taking the action that you that you know you feel called to do, but it it's just you're not motivated all the time, and and you get stuck. So it, it, it's for anybody who wants to understand what it is that holds us back and how do we break free to, free to new levels, changing your beliefs about who you are and what you're able to achieve, rediscovering your ability to dream even bigger dreams, to break through that procrastination, destroy the limiting beliefs that are holding you back, ending the pattern of self-sabotage, uh, getting full control of your emotional state uh, so that you're not like on this emotional roller coaster of I'm excited and motivated and encouraged, and then you're the next day sleeping in and unmotivated and discouraged. Uh, we you, we can teach you how to change all of that, how to imp- completely enhance all of the personal relationships you have in your life. Um, you know, get helping you get on bo- on the same page with your spouse if you're married. Uh, helping you to to bridge the gap in the relationship between you and your children if you have children, uh, getting you to the place where you become the master of your physical body. This is a mindset breakthrough conference. Uh, I will be teaching there quite a bit. My wife is going to be sharing uh, a wonderful message about the entrepreneurial journey when it comes from the perspective of an entrepreneurial spouse or the spouse of an entrepreneur, I should say. My great friend Ray Edwards is going to be speaking there. Uh, Dan Miller, author of 48 Days to the Work You Love. Giovanna Ellison, she is going to share an amazing message. My great friend Leslie Samuel, Samuel, Daphne Scott, PJ Jonas, Aaron Walker, John C. Morgan. These people, some of them you've heard their names many times. Some of them you've not heard their names, chances are over the next couple of weeks and months, you may be hearing their voices in this particular podcast as I want to introduce these folks to you, who it is that you're going to hear from when it comes to the Free the Dream conference. Head over to freethedream.live, freethedream.live. And I just had a conversation with my green room mastermind this week. There are some of you who have who've hit that sales page, you've read the sales page, but you haven't signed up yet. And I realize some of you probably are wondering, is this really for me? And maybe some of that's my fault. Uh, but if you have any question about whether or not Free the Dream would be a good fit for you, I'd be willing to jump on a Zoom online meeting call or even a FaceTime, probably a Zoom online meeting call for 15 minutes and answer any questions you have. And I will tell you, if, it, if I feel like it's not a good fit for you, I'll tell you that. But if it is a great fit for you, I'll tell you that as well. And I'd love to jump on a call for you. If you are seriously considering joining us in Franklin, Tennessee at the Free the Dream Conference, you just have a quick question about whether or not it's a good fit for you, email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. We'll set up a 15-minute call together, and I'll answer any questions you have about whether or not the conference is a good fit for you. All right, that's it. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And until next time, I encourage you to take every area of your life to the next level.